BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And hello, movie lovers. And tonight, I actually have a very special guest with me. I actually have Tamika on with me. We're going to be doing our, the, our review of the Jurassic Park. So, this is what I got, What I want you guys to do, okay? So, welcome to the Jurassic World podcast, warring into your speakers to explore the ancient wonders of dinosaurs, filmmaking, and the excitement of the iconic Jurassic Park franchise. Get ready for a wild ride through time. So, let's go on ahead. Let's do it. I'm excited to have Tamika here. And we're your archaeologist for tonight. I'm actually archaeologist John DeGorio, and not with me. I have Tamika Jackson as the other archaeologist with me. So, let's go on ahead. Let's do it. Hey. Hey, how's it going, Tamika? I try not to get eaten by this dinosaur. Try not to, because that dinosaur scared the hell out of me in the thumbnail. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that. But you okay. were, you kept your cool, though, with him. Okay, so, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. She so just misunderstood. About she just misunderstood. <laughs> just misunderstood. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> focus, focus. I just want to say this. Welcome to the show. It's always I'm always happy to have you on here and talking about movies and things like that too. Okay, and okay. I'm happy that you brought this movie up because this movie is actually sunk into my childhood because I remember as a kid going to the theaters to see that see this with my mom and my mom and also too. I, this is actually pretty much if you think about it was an event to go see. Cuz I remember the movie theater I went to actually designed their auditorium to look like the jungle and stuff like that, and then also too, they also passed out some uh, some nachos at the end of it. So whoa, dang, okay, yeah, they went all out with it. Yeah, we the first time I saw this movie was I know that exactly where I was, but it was on VHS, so it was fifth grade, and it was a cafeteria auditorium, and we were talking about dinosaurs, and one of the teachers thought, oh, they're showing Jurassic Park, you know, they'll learn about dinosaurs. And then that's when we heard so many cuss words. And we're like, hang on to your butts. We were like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I saw Jurassic Park. But you know what, though? I remember this movie being a little bit more. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, I remember, I remember this movie being gory and things like that. And I just want to say it's not that gory of a movie. Even my wife is like, "Well, you know, this is I don't I'm not into Jurassic Park because it's gory." I said, "Really? It's not even that gory to me." I'm like, "Yeah, you have Samuel Jackson's arm at the in the movie, and then you also have uh, a couple of 
things where the dinosaur is actually ripping open another dinosaur, and then when he ends up eating the uh, lawyer when he's on the toilet. But mm -hmm. aside from that, you don't really see that any gore. It's actually uh, very. It's actually not that gory at all, to be honest with you. Uh, it's it's a little gory, but you know, like you said, not not too much. You know, not, the the toilet scene was a bit gory, though. Well, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he had to go. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, this actually reminds me of something I listened to with the Confused Breakfast uh, podcast when they're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where they actually put the person on the hook, and everybody's like, "Well, I remember when the hook went through her. The hook never went through the victim." So we as an audience thinks that something happened because of it, how it was implied. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that this could also be the same kind of retrospect for this film too, where basically where we think that it's actually really gory is because of the fact of how we're actually viewing it as and how our brains operate and took it to that extra mile with the with the with our own imaginations mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it depends on when we saw it. If we saw it as a kid. Yeah, it, it was pretty gory. But as an adult, I guess being desensitized to so much gore, you're like, whatever, that's kindergarten gore. <laughs> kindergarten gore. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> let's talk about this for a minute here, okay? So this, this is actually one of those movies that I went to go see with my mom, like I said, but I didn't realize the budget for this film at the time either and how much it actually cost to make. And it was actually pretty much a low-budget film, if you think about it for, the, for that time, if you hmm. remember correctly, whenever you uh, remember watching the movies that made us. I thought that the budget and everything was like, it was $63 million for the actual movie to get made, which is actually a low-budget film mm -hmm. and compared to today's time, where it's like $250 million to, uh, to make a film. Okay, yeah, that is low budget then. Because but, anything that's a million to me, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> most definitely, because when you think of it like this, though, they actually, the dinosaurs actually look realistic, and you, there's, you cannot ratify what the very first one did or anything like that either. And they're trying to ratify it every single time that you turn around when they make more sequels. It's like, oh, we gotta amp it up, amp up the dinosaurs even more. Uh, what made this movie work wasn't because of the whole entire thing with the dinosaurs or anything like that. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it wasn't where the dinosaurs was uh, the main point where they had to change up the species of the dinosaurs and things like that to make it scarier. And we'll get into that a little later on what I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let's go on ahead. Let's dive into this. So on Iceland uh, Nobler, an uh, Ian Jen employee, is attacked and killed by a Velocifactor, uh, possibly a pack leader known as the Big One, while attempting to transport it to a heavy fourth-fifth enclosure. This prompts the worker's family to file, file a lawsuit against the company, and it successfully scares InGen's investors into thinking that the park is unsafe. The CEO, InGen John Hammond, decides to reassure the investors for bringing a group of experts to his park in order to gain their approval of it. 
So whenever I'm looking at this, I forgot how it opens up because it's been so long since I've seen the movie, to be honest. And I thought it always opened up to the archaeology part and then John comes in. But the way it looks like, it looks, it feels like a horror movie. And mm-hmm. the way it's actually set up because of the fact that you have these workers, construction workers it looks like, but they're also scientists that's doing these things and electric shock therapy on these dinosaurs to try and ship them off into the other parts of the island and everything. And that's just one of the horrific scenes that I think that stands out within this thing because you don't see the dinosaur. You just see in here... Uh, the cage, and you also hear the sound effects of the uh, of the dinosaur itself. Yeah, yeah. I when I was looking at um, uh, new rock stars deep from dive of this, it was a, uh, it was kind of like a reflection of Steven Spielberg's lessons he learned from Jaws. You know, not to show the monster in the first half of the scene, but to just make it like a a surprise, a suspense to the audience. So there's that anticipation of, okay, what does this monster look like? You know, because you, like you said, it was horrific. And I mean, yeah, oh my God. I'm just thinking about the whole scene that when the guy was trying to do his job and the dinosaur grabbed him and then you see him going up from the cage, just half his body going up. And then mm-hmm. they're pulling him, and then you get the close-up of his hand just uh, sliding in between the other guy's hand. And then this all you see. And then it fades to black, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> that was just such a cold opening, if you think about it, though. It because, because you don't expect that kind of opening from this. I'm always thinking it's going into the archaeologist part of it, where Sam Neill is talking about the ra- uh, the raptors and stuff, but no, it goes into that part first, and then it transitions over into that part. So I like the slow build of how the very start of the film actually sets the tone for it, because I feel like it does set the tone for what we are about to en- endure in the rest of the uh, m- movie, though. Yeah, and it was at night, too, which doesn't help. <laughs> Exactly. It doesn't help at all, but I have to say the scenes, the way they did it for that one, I thought that the lighting was fantastic for it, and it wasn't too dark or anything like that. I was able to see everything and things like that, too, so that's something I really have to say that it had going for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, next we have the Among uh, among the Groups. He invites a planetologist, Dr. Alan Grant, and a Paolo Bonatinist, I don't know how to say that, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ellie uh, St- uh, Stoller, two scientists whose digs, uh, whose digs he's been uh, funding, Dr. Ian Malcolm, a uh, mathematician, or a cataton, as he calls himself, but I, yeah, and he's inventor, and also, of course, the investor lawyer. Donald uh, Gennaro. Meanwhile, at Costa Rica, Dennis nearby is meeting with Dr. Louis Dodgson, a rival scientist of InGen working for uh, Biosyn. Dennis is a computer programmer working for John on also Nobler and has re- recently become dissatisfied with his treatment by InGen. Uh, Dennis agrees to steal dinosaur embryos for uh Dog Doggison for a total of fifteen one point five million dollars. Hmm. But before we get to that, what do you think about the whole entire deal where you actually see 
uh, Sam Neill's character digging for the bones and things like that, and then you see the helicopter fly in, and you're wondering, okay, who is who's flying in this helicopter? What's going on? You know. Um. Well, the I heard that um Harrison Ford was supposed to be what Sam Neill is, and I guess you can see those character tropes there. Where he's like, I hate computers, and then you can put that into, oh, I hate snakes, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, going back but, you to you know, that, I was actually talking. You missed the, yeah. you missed the going back to the other scene where he scared the shit out of the kid, where the kid was talking about the raptors, and he's like, that's not so scary. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> no, yeah. you weren't. You were trying to jump to the scene with the helicopter. I wasn't. Tr- I oh, keep hoping. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. The kid. It was a kid who brings their kid to a, like a paleontologist site. Anyway, he should have been in school. But Sam Neil was talking about how dinosaurs. What was he comparing them to like birds or something like that? Where anyway, on um, the kid, this snot-nosed kid was like, "That doesn't seem so scary." Because he was talking about raptors, and then Sam right. Neil came with a raptor claw. And he's like, okay, well, imagine the raptors coming to you and they come, they don't come straight ahead. They come from the sides. And then he got his raptor claw and then he's like, he slice your belly open here. Then he cut your throat up. Then he do this. Now have some respect, punk nose bitch. And then this kid was like, oh, oh. And I was like, dang, you didn't have to do him like that. That's my interpretation of it. <laughs> he went gangster on the kid, though. I do have to say that. Did. Did go gangster a on him, too. Claw. I'm like, dang. Think about that. What, what do you think about that, though? He's not yeah. that scary now. What do you think about that? And then they should have put some glasses on him, like, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> But yeah, that was rude for um what's the guy, what's the um the funder's name again? Uh you're talking about uh Hammond. Hammond, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he comes in and Let me they just tell you this though, Tamika. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. All right now. He flies in the helicopter. <laughs> He's over there ruining the the fossils. Yeah. And they have to cover everything up that they just discovered exactly. to protect them. He's also blowing away Grant's um, clothes off the clothing line. Grant has to go on ahead and hurry up and get those off the line. Ah, then, uh, let me just say this. This little old man is fast as hell. Like, this little 70-year-old man comes over there and just just goes up inside his uh, camper and gets out a champagne bottle and pops it open. And I like how Grant goes, you know we were going to save that, right? To celebrate? Just this is a time to celebrate. No, this is time for me to kick your old ass out of my camper and tell me who the hell you are. <laughs> That's a good point. How how did he he just landed and they were covering things up? How did he jump out the plane and go da 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 da, da and then he was break like, into oh, my I have camper. to over to get the champagne? Yeah, how did he get a key? Was the camper open? Like, how did he get? I'm, I'm thinking that the camper was open because of the fact that they're so close to the campsite. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. Oh, they leave their doors open. See, if they blocked the door, he wouldn't have got in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But him and he just goes on ahead. And is like, you know what? It's gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay with it once I tell them that I clone dinosaurs. 
Yeah. And that yeah. a bunch of other yeah. people are going to die later on, but it's going to be fine right now. And I'm excited because my park is open. I need, I need them to believe in this park. So yeah. it goes on ahead. And I like how this is the, the plot motivation is there within like less than five minutes of the film. Yeah, because he funds their research for three years. He's like, they're like, well, I don't know. He's like, how about I just throw some more money at you for three years? You know, he treating them like a stripper, like dance for me, dance. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you don't got to take that, okay? You can tell him no, and we could have ended this movie. But no, they don't say no. They wind up going on a helicopter ride and with Malcolm and Grant is still one. To be honest with you, this is actually my favorite scene when they're really? first okay. getting to know each other because it's to me it's kind of iconic because they don't know each other from Adam or anything like that. These are strangers that are just basically there to see what this thing is all about. Mm-hmm. And Grant and so he think so basically what I'm thinking is Hammond is basically saying, okay, well, if these two don't believe in what I believe in with this part, at least I'll have other two people that might back me up though, too, because he does mention the fact that out of everybody that, um, that's on my side is they're actually the crooked, crooked ass, um, lawyer, even though he doesn't say crooked ass, I, I kind of, uh, you know, kind of yeah. expanded it's on it. It's an R rated show now. Every time I come on, it's an R-rated show. <laughs> exactly. But I just want to say this. One of my this, like I said, it builds up the excitement for the park because we as an audience don't know what to expect for the very first time if you're a first time watching this. So if you're going into the theater watching this for the first time, you're just excited as Malcolm is. You're just excited as Grant is. You're just excited as everybody else in this helicopter, including Ellie. So we're wondering, okay, what's this park all about? Where is this going to be landing at with this helicopter? And then the way it land, like whenever it starts going up, uh, dropping a l- altitude a little bit, it starts shaking. And I like how basically you have uh, Hammond. He goes on ahead and says, oh, it's just a little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> like the turbulence I had on the plane. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. But can we talk about Malcolm's introduction as the yeah with that weird laugh he has? He's like, arr, 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 arr. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it's just, his introduction is so weird. And you're like, who is this guy? He is so bizarre. It, you know what that is coming off of that? It reminds me of him playing the playing the fly. With that little <laughs> don't don't no uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> nah no not sassy Malcolm uh-uh. <laughs> but I do have to say the introduction is a little bit weird but at the same time though is Jeff Goldblum and of course he wants to sleep with everybody he sees well yeah it's Jeff Goldblum yeah that's yeah. basically all his characters right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially whenever he sees Ellie and everything. Try, yeah. Really he's trying to make moves, but you know. Yeah. Oh, he was already targeting her like, oh, yeah. Well, I was like, what is that? So now we get into the whole, the uh, campsite. Basically, we wind up inside the park. The group assembled by John arrive on the island helicopter and they take two 1992 Wrangler Shara Jeeps out into the park where they come across a bronchosaurus and a whole herd of 
of other dinosaurs. To the utter mm-hmm. amazement, John then takes his assembled team to the visitor center and learn that in Gen, we're able to recreate uh, dinosaurs using DNA taken from a mosquito who had fested on a dinosaur's blood and had been preserved in an amber. Yeah, plus um, uh, amphibian um, reptile DNA too. Which which was West African, which we found out that those particular reptiles can change sexes. Right, we find that out later on when... (sighs) Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Can we talk about just how magical that moment was? Just seeing the dinosaur for the first time. You see the build-up, and then you see the dinosaur moving. Like, at this time, like, seeing a dinosaur, like, this was new new age technology, actually. Just how they created the dinosaur and how the dinosaur, the movements of the dinosaur, it was a, a break in technology. Um, it was. And I also remember, too, the people behind the scenes were actually had to be taught how to walk like a dinosaur. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I thought that's one of the things I saw in the movie movies that made us. I have to mm-hmm. go back. and That's not for verbatim, but that's what I'm thinking on that. I'm not 100% sure on that. But... You know, I do like the look of the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs, to me, still look very realistic. All except maybe that one part where you actually have the long neck dinosaur where the tree is, where there is where <laughs> the tree. That, what, um, to me, was a little bit too was big. Brachiosaurus? Brachiosaurus, yeah. And so, you know, that was like the only takeaway from that. But if you, from a... From looking at it at them whenever they're low, when you have everybody low to the ground and you see them standing tall, mm-hmm. and, and it's like as if we're walking side by side them for the first time, just as the characters are walking side by side them for the very first time, as well. Yeah, and I guess before this, everything was animatronic. Yeah, you know, this was a, play this was everything. This is the first time you like. Wait a minute, did they? Like, get some real dinosaurs for this fam. Like, everything was just so realistic. Like, just the way the dinosaurs breathe. You know, when you get to the part where you're going to the Triceratops and she ate some bad berries, which I guess is mentioned more in the book. Yeah. What type of berries, poisonous berries or something. Yeah, it's in the book. I forgot what kind, though, because I haven't read the book since high school, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, the book. I've never read the book and I want to read it now because there's so much there's so much backstory that the movie doesn't get into. You know, like the whole thing between um oh god, why well, Hammond and what's the the fat guy? <laughs> oh uh, what's his name? Because I just said his name oh, Dennis, 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 Dennis. Yeah, the whole backstory with them and money issues they had. Like they just kind of hinting on it a little bit because you want to, it's like you always want to know what was this guy's deal? Why would he, um, you know, put his job at risk for the other company? And you read, you hear about the backstory, it's kind of like Hammond cheated him out of some money. But Spielberg didn't really make Hammond so much of a villain. But I think in the book, he is more villainous. I think he is, from what yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more villainous. This one, he's a little bit more innocent. 
Yeah, kind of so, like Walt Disney, you know, like a, a dark demonic side, but happy-go-lucky. He's like, oh, no problem. Take my grandkids. These are the yeah. target audience. Best grandpa ever. Take my grand. Yeah, my grandkids would be the target audience for live dinosaurs. <laughs> Man, what what was their mom thinking? Well, actually, she well, if you look, she was going through a divorce. I think they mentioned it in the middle, of the first part of the film, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why he couldn't meet with um one of the prospects. It, it was something like that. And they were like, well, Hammond got to be with his daughter. She's going through a hard time or a divorce or something. Right. Yeah. But I also want to talk about this, though, too. Like with Dennis, when it, especially whenever that stuff, that he's going to put the DNA stuff in the shaving cream can, yes. which I thought was actually pretty cool. That was cool. And then I don't know why I kept thinking, oh, that whipped cream looks so good. But it wasn't whipped cream. <laughs> No, but it's because he put it on his thigh. He put it on his thigh. I want to shave my face now, but I don't have a beard. Gee, do but, you remember that laugh he gave? Yeah. It took me the longest time to know that that was his laugh. It was like a high pitched screech, and I was like, "Oh, the can is screeching." No, <laughs> that was him laughing. I was like, "Okay." But you know what? At first, I'm like, "You know what? I want to have this as a prop." But then I'm like, "No, I'm I'm gonna hold myself." open and see what else I can get as a prop. So I, I think, think I would actually get it. one of those little vans that they have. I think you should do it. There's probably a prop like that on eBay. Probably, but I'm not paying $300. Yeah, and then he took you through TSA. I don't think you can get away with that at TSA <laughs> now. But no. back then you could. They were like, uh, look like a shaving cream to me. Pass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they squirted and everything and then it, oh okay yeah it does feel like regular yeah, uh, like yeah, okay you're good to go sir they go have to make is it this more... <laughs> <laughs> they have to make it more advanced because it goes through the x-rays at TSA now right <laughs> but okay so this is another thing that reminds me of like Epcot Center whenever they're going over there to discover the biology of what they do with the DNA and, yeah. and and they're going through this ride and they go to the simulation and then you see the scientist over there and I like how you know they look at it and like is this for real? Is this a legit thing? Is it, or this animatronics? He goes, oh no, there's no animatronics at my my place. This is not no, this is not Disney World. This is not this is this is the real deal. So so. They said, well, and then I like how Hammond's like, well, not Hammond, but I do like when Grant's like, can we get off the ride? He goes, can we get off this thing? He goes, well, it's kind of a ride. It's like they just want to finish the ride. Man, I wanted to get on that ride so bad. I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Uh, just the way he described everything, like this, this film opened the doors to so, so much innovation in so many other films. I think Peter Jackson was inspired by this film too. Um, but yeah, I it's I know Jurassic Park is a ride somewhere, but Universal. I love their Universal. I wonder if they have that aspect too in the beginning where they describe like how they do the DNA and they go through the sequences and then you see the other um, scientists where uh, the lawyer was freaking. He was like, are these anaerotic um, robots? Erotic Animatronic. Robots? Right. Well, he said, Anna, he said erotic. 
robots. And it's like, no, they're not animatronic. I was like, ugh, kink. reality <laughs> already. <laughs> I was like, whoa. There's species okay. erotica over here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I want to take that ride. I do too, but I know it's also a water-based ride though too. That's something oh, else I know. Because okay. I did watch clips of it because on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I wonder what this ride looks like because I was never able to be on, on this ride at Universal. I mean, remember when my grandfather took us to Universal yeah. and I said, I want to ride that ride. You know, we got to go back to the hotel, but I want to ride that ride. Yeah. But but Do he wouldn't take me. So that um, Steven Spielberg and the whole crew, because they, it, I guess in the book, this is like a theme park. Right. But, um, like they had Jurassic Park merchandise everywhere and they made it seem like this theme park. Do you think they thought it was going to become a theme park or as big yeah. as it is? I think this guy, I think I want, I, here's the thing. I think Hammond thought that it was going to be mean, like, a theme park. Steven Spielberg, you know, in the movie, they, they got the merchandise for Jurassic Park in the movie. Like, do you think Steven Spielberg and them thought this movie is going to be big? It's going to be I don't think so at the time. I think he went went in there just making a movie like he normally does and didn't realize how much they were going to be involved with it to the point where it just blows up because the movie Mm -hmm. made bank. Yeah, because I mean, they already flash shots of their merchandise in a film. Right, <laughs> they got a dinosaur. They got. I do remember the merch. I remember the <laughs> yeah. merchandising for it though. Back in the nineties, I had the action figures of the dinosaurs and the Jurassic Park T-shirts. My mom said we ain't have no money. <laughs> I just remember being decked out with stuff with the Jurassic yeah. Park stuff. I can get but... it. <laughs> I got money. Mom. I like how they get out of the ride. They go into this where the scientists are, and yeah. then. I like how the eggs look. Their eggs look really slimy. They actually look like they're authentic, real eggs. Mm-hmm. They don't look like plastic or dingy kind of eggs or anything like that. Dinky kind of eggs or anything like that. They actually look realistic. And also, too, whenever they uh, got the baby raptor that winds up hatching, the way that they break the egg with the animatronic with the baby, and then you have Sam Neill's character holding the egg, which is Grant. And he's and he's like, oh, this is not because. And then he, he at first he's like, okay, this is kind of cute. Then he looks over at the scientist. What's kind of? Oh, it's a raptor. Ah, oh, raptor. Puts it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was cute. It's like, <laughs> and then he was like. Yeah, and I was like, he's so cute. Oh, Raptor. He's yeah, no, thank you. Killer. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's like Malcolm's favorite line. And he was just asking them, you know, like, what what are these made of? And the scientist was like, these are all female dinosaurs. There's there's no breeding. He's like, how do you know? You look up their skirts. <laughs> and it's like no, because we use only female DNA, and they mentioned a West African, which at the time they didn't know. But Malcolm, throughout the whole film, is the truth teller. You know, he was like, okay, like it when you when you look at Jurassic Park as an adult, 
you go, wow, this movie is fucked up. It, it really is because they're like we control their breeding. Like we're we're trying to be gods, and we're in control of life. We're God. We're creating life. We just deny them the ability to breed. And Malcolm was always saying, "Well, life uh finds a way." You know, he's like, "Life finds a way." You know, you. You can't really deny something. And and in the next scene, Malcolm was saying, like, you know, dinosaurs had their shot. You know, it was you can't just bring a dinosaur into a modern age and expect them to be controlled under your um devices, under your controls. Like mm-hmm. like they they're gonna evolution finds a way. You can't control it, you know. It's chaotic. Right. He's He's the mathematician for chaos theory, so he knows like you can't contain life; it's just gonna evolve. Exactly, and this is something that I like that what Malcolm said. What gives you the right yeah. to do this? Yeah, exactly. And I like how he's not defending uh, him at all, like he thought he was. Hammond thought that Grant would be on his side, Ellie would be on his side. And Malcolm would be on his side, and all the all of them are against him, all except the investor lawyer, who's saying, "Well, we got to talk about the marketing. We also have to talk about uh, other things." I'm like, uh, "What about insurance in case someone right, dies?" Right. You forgot he called him the blood sucking lawyer. Yeah, the blood sucking lawyer. <laughs> Ah. everybody's on my side but the blood sucking lawyer no offense oh no yeah because even we need to talk about the marketing by the way with the the lawyer and uh the gift shops yeah the lawyer was like um oh john this is gonna be great we can charge a bunch of money and he's like no 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 this isn't just for the rich this is for everybody oh we we have a coupon day i was like (laughs) it just make it sound so slimy i'm like coupon day you bring two kids one one might get the home free one might not or they can have a coupon 50 percent off you know of what body parts Ah. <laughs> like how Disney and Universal be doing those poor people and they, right. and they have a coupon day for us and but you know what you bring up an interesting fact though yeah. too because as a kid I'm just paying attention to the dinosaur aspect yeah and now I'm looking at it not just from the dinosaur aspect but from the adult aspect now that I'm an adult and you know at first you know Grant and them are all like, are like, okay, well, so show us more of this park. And then you were introduced to the grandkids. And then I like how at, at first, Grant is, doesn't like this idea. And I'm like, I don't like this idea either of the kids going with them. Mm-hmm. And everything too. And basically at Alan's request, the crew are taken to the Philosopher enclosure where they meet park warden Robert uh, Muldoon, Robert tells the group about how vicious and intelligent the raptor, raptors are. He explains that there are three raptors all together because the big one, who has taken over as the alpha female, had killed all but to the all but two of the others of the total eight raptors. Meanwhile, the scientist Laura Cow 
attached to a harness into a dinosaur <laughs> and observed the a Velociraptor slaying the cow, destroying the support cables, and tearing the harness in the process. After the experiment, the crew hid indoors for a lunch break. And this is where they actually talk about what we just mentioned about Malcolm and everybody not being on the same page as as the grandfather, Hammond. But I I like the fact that they don't show us the actual cow getting destroyed or mutilated or anything like that. We just hear the sound effects of it and realizing how horrifying it sounds. And this is also where we go into the whole entire gory aspect of it, where people are like, oh my god, this might be too gory for my kids. And because of the fact that our brains are actually using our imaginations of how gory cow could be. Yeah. Exactly. Can can I go back to the Malcolm thing for a minute? Because <laughs> as an adult, like like you said, you they're talking about all this deep stuff, and you're like dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, you're not paying attention. Malcolm is like, you know, you are willing willing this power like a kid, and you're just flashing it around. And then you put a stamp on it, and then you stamp it, and you stamp it. <laughs> and you stamp it, and you stamp it, and then you put it outside. <laughs> I promise you, to be good on meds right now. You stamp it, and you stamp it, and you sell it. And I'm like, oh my God. But he's right, though. He's like, you... He just a short. <laughs> That's how he's moving to it. <laughs> no, but he's right, though. It's like, you you have this power. And they were trying to defend themselves. Like, oh, no, we're responsible. We have this opportunity, and we have this power to bring dinosaurs back. He's like, no, you, you don't have the right. Dinosaurs had their shot. And you found this power, and you're wheeling it around like a kid. And then you're stamping it, come out coupon day, and you're marketing it, and you're making it economical. But it's really, um, I don't have the word, but it's like unnatural to mess with nature. Right. In a sense like that, and then just profit off of it, thinking you can control something that you don't understand anything about just because you created it in a lab. You don't know what you created they didn't even i would have thought since they're mixing it with west african amphibian dna wouldn't they know that those west african dna they change sexes to breed like why didn't they know that because they're scientists they would actually know that yeah but that just goes to show you that scientists don't know everything or these scientists are stupid yeah, they got caught up with, oh my God, we did it. But right. it's like, but I guess they thought, oh, maybe it breeds, but we can control the breeding. We can deny the breeding. We can contain it. Well, even, I believe even the grant, I even think that Hammond was also blindsided to the fact that the breathing was okay. Yeah. Because of the fact that, you know, they're using frogs and frogs, you're only using female. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate 
corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Articles. So yeah. therefore, it's okay because it's going to be a female. But then again, you know, they they basically change their sexes. So therefore, it goes to show you how much um, Hammond actually knows. Yeah. And then they stamped it. And they stamped it. I can't. But, you know, another thing, okay, too, is I know that I ended up mentioning Kelly. <laughs> At the, for the at when they had the lunch, but Ellie does express concerns for the scientists may not be thinking of the repercussions that might occur of what they are cloning. And then Alan remains fairly neutral to the issue, though he advises John to be careful. Mm-hmm. And then th- that's when we talked about the whole entire blood sucking lawyer. So now we're <laughs> going to move on. T- yes, onto we'll after lunch. Yes, thank you, thank you. Moving on yeah. with him endangering his grandkids. Mm-hmm. So after lunch, two grandchildren that he endangers, Lex and Tim Murphy, uh, arrive. John's grandchildren join forces with the crew, and they take a tour, a four-hour tour. Just kidding. Not Three really Three-hour tour. Three-hour <laughs> tour. Through the park and electric tour vehicles, consisting of the 1992 Ford Explorer XLTs, both of them and instantly take a liking to Alan, who doesn't appreciate the attention he as he is, as he does not, uh, not garner much interest in children. The tour group visits the D I L O P H O S A U R U S. Sorry, I'm not very good at at actually pronouncing the dinosaur names. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, there's a dinosaur. Uh, yeah. D, the big D dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So as you can tell, we're not very good at our archaeology. <laughs> I have brachiosaurus, right? Dilophosaurus? I think that's no, how you that's say it. it. No, that's close enough. Anyway, go on. Okay. So this is where we have the child endangerment. Uh, like I said. <laughs> Yeah. So the tour group visits the not grander uh, much interest of the children. Okay, so enclosure, but to their disappointment, none appear. Next, they head towards the uh, the Tronoranus pen, where a goat is released to the pen by the but the Tronosaurus still does not emerge from the forest. Finally, the crew find a sick Triceratops with a. Uh, Veterinarian Dr. Gray Hardy examining it. Ellie decides to stay behind with, with Gary while the rest of the crew head back to the Ford Explorers and go in, go on their way back to the visitor center. Yeah. So and, uh, I want to talk about the goat scene for a minute. And I like how Malcolm I like how Malcolm's over there uh just making fun of Hammond. Because I thought the whole idea of a dinosaur park was to see dinosaurs. Well, yeah. where's the dinosaurs at? Yeah, he was like, I hate that guy. <laughs> now, there aren't going to be uh, di- di- dinosaurs on this tour. Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> I hate that guy. Shucks. He's ruining my part. Me. I'm He reminds me of the damn Monopoly guy. Exactly. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not go $200. <laughs> I told my shade because I was doing that Malcolm thing. He's like, huh, oh, that's a big pile of shit. And I remember as a kid, we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I like the fact that we actually get to get, get to see that icon. Mm-hmm. Now that seems also iconic too, seeing the Triceratops for the very first time, and how shocked and amazed they are. Just as how we, as the audience, is also shocked and amazed about how that Triceratops looks and how how it is. And I definitely like the look of it. I thought it was fantastic. I just felt bad that it was dying and you know they're doing the testing analysts on it and everything. And of course Ellie winds up telling them, "Hey, look." I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. You guys go back over to the visitor center. But I'm like, if I was Grant, I'd be like, look, we're a team here. I'm not leaving you behind. Uh-huh. I'm not being a babysitter for these two grandkids. I don't know anybody, anything about. I have Ooh. Malcolm over here that's trying to sleep with everybody. I have, <laughs> I got shit going on. <laughs> you you remember, um, you remember that um, Malcolm asked Alan, he's like, oh, she's tenacious, isn't she? So Alan knows that his woman's tenacious. So if she said, if she's staying, he's like, okay, I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll see you later, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Malcolm, yeah, and then Malcolm was flirting with, um, oh, what is her name? What is what is his what is the woman's name? Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing that test, which I wonder how many guys at bars did that test, that chaos theory test, where you just drop some water. It's like which way you think he's gonna go. And then as a kid, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then Alan was just looking out like, ooh, what the dinosaur is it? And he's macking on his woman in the car. <laughs> And he told him, I'm always, oh, I love kids. I got three kids. I'm always looking for a Mrs. X Malcolm <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, we have the time to get into those Jeeps too. Like that's, that's one have. prop that I want. I want the Jeeps. Yeah, I want to get in those Jeeps. Like, is is there a ride like that? That's what I want to know. Like, is there a ride that will just take me through the gates? And I, I think the old ride, ride might have. Don't don't. I think the old ride might have had that. I'm not sure. Oh, man, because I know I'm... they updated to Jurassic World, and mm-hmm. I know that the old uh, Jurassic Park one had like the old, the old school style that we all knew. But I'm yeah. not sure. They should bring it back because I didn't get a chance. I got like some money now, not like a lot. <laughs> But I got some to save up where I can just fulfill my childhood. Like, okay. one time. Okay, Universal. You heard that. She yeah. got some money. Yeah, bring so. it back. Bring it back for the millennials. Okay, we need we need this part. Okay? Yes, we do. I know I need it in my life. Yes, thank you. And then make it stop and then make the dinosaur come out. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> 
Anyways, we have a troubled clone uh, storm that hits the island, and most InGen employees leave except for John, Robert, and Chief Systems Engineer Ray Arnold. During the cyclone, Dennis begins his plan and shuts down the entire park security, except the raptor fences, of course. As a result, the Trinosaurus uh, breaks through the deactivated electric fence surrounding its pen, uh, de devours the stranded goat, and wrecks havoc upon the roadway. Attacking mm -hmm. Tim and Lex hiding in the car, who was left, be uh, left alone by Donald after he fled, Alan ignites a flare to lure the T-Rex away from the kids, but inevitably intervenes only for himself to be chased to a restroom where Donald is hiding. <laughs> the T-Rex brings down the hut, breaking uh, Ian's leg and devours Donald in the process. Lex and Alan battle, in, battle the T-Rex while the broken explorer manned by Tim is pushed over the edge of the enclosure and plunges into the tree below. A lot of people were talking about that plot hole where the T-Rex just came out of nowhere. And then when you see them going, um, we see, not Malcolm, um, Alan with the kids and they're, you know, he had the girl on his back and Tim was in the car and they were like, okay, well, where did the T-Rex jump from? Because it's a giant hole there. But then the set designer said it was like kind of like a, a, a peninsula type thing where the dinosaur came on the peninsula, but they didn't show that part. They probably couldn't get it up there the way they wanted it to, so they mm -hmm. had to do the best they can. Don't forget, it is an animatronic, and it was also at that time, too, they was actually dealing with a real storm, so they actually had to try to preserve the dinosaurs the way they needed to preserve them at that time, too. So you had a real storm going on at this time with the scene. Yes, that scene, this scene is iconic because anytime I see water moving, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and then water moves and then you've seen many memes and for decades and upon decades of the memes and whatever else. Um, and then the girl's like, what happened to the goat? And then it's like plop lamb chops or goat chops. <laughs> and then she's like, huh. And then, you know, Miss Thang makes her appearance because they're all female, right? Right. And then, you know, maybe she was like, hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome to Jurassic Park. Maybe she was just greeting them. And we didn't know it because she was roaring. No. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> but I do want to mention this, though. I like the build up to the T-Rex. I do, too. a iconic scene. But I just love the build up to it because you hear the ground shaking and you hear Malcolm and he goes, Tremors, Tremors. It, that, that's not good. Mm -hmm. And I also like whenever he also sees uh, the guy get out of the car to go use the bathroom. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And he goes, Well, when you got to go, you got to go. Where does he think he's going? He's going. <laughs> but yeah and then of course i also like it too when we get to the hut and then the dinosaur winds up eating him all while he's on the toilet well i was like well there goes the investor <laughs> <laughs> there goes your coupon coupon <laughs> day it's awful for you sucker. 
one star review, worst trip ever. Oh, yeah, worst trip ever. Hanging up on a toilet. <laughs> yes, but, but the, anyway, but, can we talk about how I wish I was in the theater when that girl had a flashlight and she was like, <gasps> and then he was like, turn the light out. I was like that too, though. Like as a kid, I remember seeing that scene, Tamika, and I remember saying, "She needs to turn the light out." She needs to turn the light out. He was over there, and then he's like, "Oh, what's that light? Oh, okay, like a cat, you know." Mm -hmm. And I, but get this though, I think I still remember the quietness of that audience, and then seeing that big, huge. Uh, print of the T-Rex print. Mm-hmm. It was something that was just horrifying. I remember everyone just gasping over over that. It is and it just takes everyone's breath away because of how massive that I that was. Wish I really wish I saw it in the theaters where you had that first that first experience. It is something unlike anything you've ever seen before. This is the first time you're saying dinosaurs look this real. And then they're they're uh, it's like attacking the children. It's like a, a plate glasses in between him, him or her and the kids. You know, and then the flares go up and then Malcolm has to come out like, no, I want to be Indiana Jones. I want to be a hero. He's like, Ian, freeze! Get the kids out of here! This is my moment! <laughs> Bring me back on track, John. <laughs> okay. So once Ellen and Lex manage to get to the bottom of the enclosure, Ellen must climb up the tree that holds the wrecked explorer with Tim inside. He okay. successfully rescues Tim. However, they have to escape the explorer when it begins falling down the tree. Just after they flee the wreckage, Ellie and Robert arrive at the scene. At first, they believe the only survivor at the chaos is Ian. But upon further investigation, they find two sets of footprints. One is Alan's, and one belongs to one of the kids. Just then, the Tronosaurus uh, returns, and Ian Roberts and Ellie barely manage to escape in their jeep. And I like how this Jeep scene is set because you actually have a good angle here where you see the two of them, where you see the Jeep looking like it's going to fall down. Mm-hmm. Then you see the other part where you actually see um, where you wind up seeing Grant and you're wondering if they're even going to make this thing out alive because of the way way that it's actually angled. And I like how he tells them, hey, look, it's just like a treehouse. Just climb. climb. Remember that? <laughs> I do. I um oh yeah oof man that scene where where the jeep was like just slowly coming down with each branch and i was like oh are they gonna make it and it's no way they could have made that a lot i don't know i mean the jeep fell on them i mean i guess because at first you're like oh good they made it out alive and then all of a sudden they do a fast and the furious and it lands on what's up landing Right yeah. on Grant. I'm like, I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. Made that out of a lot. Because it could have caused some damage. But it's fine. You know, this is the movies. Exactly. It's the movies. Anything yeah. is possible. Hollywood yeah. magic. Yeah. Because if it killed him, it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
<laughs> That's all, folks. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely like how they set up that scene. And then we also have another thing where, too, where meanwhile, Dennis crashes his Jeep into an embankment while trying to winch, winch it. He encounters a juvenile Dilophosaurus uh, who spits out a tar like venom at Dennis's eyes, causing him external pain before the Savitar emerges to get back in the Jeep. When a when Nerdy uh, thinks he's safe, he turns his head at the and the Dilophosaurus manages to get into the car with him and can, continues to attack him and eventually kills him. The modified canister used to smuggle the Embryos is lost in the process. Mm-hmm. We actually see the uh, the shaving cre- uh, shaving cream can go into the water as that's yeah. happening, and that's actually a made up dinosaur that they made. That's not even a real dinosaur. Oh, yeah, I because I can imagine guys would be like, "Oh, that's like how my ex girlfriend. That's how my girlfriend is." I'm a period. Brown, it did look like him. <laughs> what? What? first before it actually expands it and before it starts spinning? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Do something about, okay, I'm going to do something. Okay. The thing is, it was cute because I was like, oh, it is cute. And he's like, stick, stick, stupid, stick, get the stick. And he's <laughs> like, I'm going to run you over when I get back. And I think that that hurt his feelings. And he's like, well, I'm just going to spit acid in your face and eat you now. Because I wonder, he could have gave him a candy bar. He's like, right. oh, candy bar, you know, they, they don't know. Exactly. But another thing that I really... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, remember, he was trying to give him candy, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He goes, oh, oh. I don't have any candy. I don't have anything. You stupid dinosaur. Here, that's the stick. Stick. Yeah, I guess the dinosaur couldn't handle mental abuse, so he decided to kill him. I I would not let anybody talk to me like that. <laughs> me either. No, but I would be too. I do want to talk about this though, because I remember having this toy, the Jurassic Park toy Jeep with that dinosaur and everything. Oh. So the cool thing was, I got to have the remote control car, and then you can actually push an eject button, and that dinosaur pops out and it sprays water. What? Oh my god! Yeah. You don't have which I did that to my aunt's Bichon. <laughs> Probably on eBay. <laughs> Probably, but it was the most fun I had in my life as a kid. The battery power sucked, though. Like oh, to play yeah. it for maybe twenty minutes, and you had to basically charge it back up. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Did it come? Because it takes about an hour to just charge the battery. What's did it come with the the fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We do not discriminate against fat people. Just letting you know, because I am fat myself. This is so, movie lovers after dark. Okay, so Ellen, Tim, and Lex spend the night in a tree while hiking to safety. The next morning, they discover hatched eggs, which means that the dinosaurs are eventually breeding. Ellen mm-hmm. hypnotizes that the frog DNA is responsible as some species of frog are known to spontaneously change sex in a single sex environment and I like how he says Malcolm was right. Life does find a way. And he winds up telling the kids, he said, I'll be damned. He goes, what? He's like, they're reproducing. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they thought, because they, they chart all the animals, right? They're like, oh, no, we keep track of all the animals at Jurassic Park. But now you got these animals that are breathing, breeding, and they don't know anything about it. So there's uncharted right. dinosaurs all over this park, and who knows how many others. You, I guess Jurassic Park, too, you learn about that. But, you know, this is one, so... And one is actually the classic. This is actually one of my favorite ones out of all of them. Yes. And don't get me wrong, I like Jurassic World, but mm -hmm. nothing beats the very first one. Yes, exactly. So, so Ray tries to hack Dennis's computer, which is played by Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of seeing Samuel Jackson in this role as a computer IT guy? The only memory I have when I, like I said, I first saw this and he was like, hang on to your butts. And we were like, oh, he said butts. Because <laughs> we were in fifth grade. <laughs> fascinated by anything. But I, That's all Ollie says now. Now that I see that, I'm like, that cigarette is hanging on for dear life to his lips. And he's like, whoa, that cigarette got it going on. Um, but <laughs> But yeah, I thought Samuel Jackson did a really good job, you know. Like he was convincing to me. I was like, dang, this man knows computers. You know, he just looks like he he had enough of Dennis's sloppy work ethics. He's yeah. like, this desk is filthy. This guy tells him, Oh, I'm gonna go to the uh, uh, snack machine or get some snacks, maybe snacks. you know, something like that. You guys want something? Uh, yeah. So the system is gonna just shut on and off for a couple of minutes, but don't worry anything about that. It'll be good. <laughs> you like, oh wait, what? <laughs> and I, I mean, I. It, it seems like there should have been a backup, but they're just they're working out the kinks to the park. So I guess there wouldn't have been a backup to no, them because. Because he's contracted. Wasn't he contracted? Yeah, they were contracted. But my thing was this, okay? You know that during the summertime, that's basically the island's winter. Mm. So wouldn't you have a backup generator knowing that, th that you might actually experience power, power failure, even though no one's going to be in this park to begin with? Yeah. But also, I guess... Because they weren't thinking, right? They made these dinosaurs. Um, I guess they were testing everything out still. Like everything right. was still new. I don't know how long that the operation has been functioning before these people came to the park. Right. But uh, Ray tries to hack Dennis's computer. Ah, 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 ah. Say the magic word. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns the power back on, but feels. So he does a full system reset, which requires the circuit breakers to be manually reset from the utility shed. When he does not return, Ellie and Robert follow and discover that the raptors have escaped. The shutdown cut mm -hmm. off the power to the remaining electricity fences around their pit. Robert realizes that the raptors are near and tells Ellie to go to the utility shed herself so she can turn the power back on while Robert tries to hunt the raptor. So this is something I really liked was the fact that, okay, the hunter is becoming the hunted because mm. of these raptors. 
I like how they don't show the Raptors right off the bat. It just shows you a first-person view of Ellie running into that other facility, which I thought was a good choice to do to leave us with some suspense to these Raptors. Yes, I did too. Uh, we're also missing the iconic scene, which you told me you need the pop figure for. Um, Malcolm's oh, yeah. shirt and laying there like a model. like <laughs> With his chest open. <laughs> Yeah, and then they just like stay on him for a couple of seconds. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then they go back, like the camera's like, ooh, yeah, he looks high. Oh, sorry. I can see him. I can see Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, uh, I, hey, Stephen, yeah. Look, um, I was just wondering, can you look? The women, they, they're not gonna love this, okay? Because I'm a sex idol since the '80s. Look, I need, I need you to film me for an yes. extra five minutes okay. of yes. me with my chest open. With my chest here showing, like with me just looking. Yeah, look, uh, looking at what it doesn't matter. Action. I'm just focusing. <laughs> like I just had one terrible Monday. I'm gonna make love to this camera with my shirt. Up. <laughs> 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 you forgot it's a movie. You like? Oh wait, what? Oh sorry, we gotta turn the power on. And it was so right. simple. They was like, oh, let's shut it off. I'm like. Wait, wait, should turn it Just off. having a moment. Malcolm's having a moment. <laughs> yeah, the power was so simple. It was like, because Dennis messed everything up and nothing was working. And then he was like, well, let's just turn it off, turn it back on. And I'm like, what, for real? <laughs> that was the solution. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be complex. It's turning, I'll turn it back on. <laughs> but uh, Ellie manages to turn the power back on. But Tim oh loses God. consciousness after getting encountered while climbing the uh, predator fence to get to the other side. Ellie Ooh. runs from the raptor that was hiding in the maintenance shed after discovering Ray's ser served arm. And after escaping, Ellie meets Alan and they both go back to the Ian and John in the emergency bunker. Yeah. I remember so, this. I remember this. I was video. actually shocked to see that Ray is now dead, and they didn't show no lead up to the fact that he's dead. Normally, they actually cut away from other characters to show what other characters are doing, and they don't do it with Ray. So, to I like how they left that open to where we're shocked to see him gone, just as Elias shocked to see him gone and seeing that arm there to indicate that he's dead. Yes, but if we are looking at this, it does have some horror theme tropes. Because mm -hmm. he was like, the you know, the black guy, he's like, okay, I'm going to shut it off. I'll be right back. Oh <laughs> like, I forgot he was gone. I was like, uh, actually, it took me a long time. And I'm slow. It took me a long time because she, she, the arm came off and I was like, whose arm is that? And it <laughs> <laughs> the only black guy on the island. I forgot he was gone. It took me a couple years. I was like, oh, that's him. You know what's messed up, though, too? This is not the first movie that he ends up dying from animals, though, either. Yeah. yeah Lucy. <laughs> right when he remakes his, uh, his uh, big speech, the shark just jumps out of the tank and kills him. But yeah. Don't forget, um, good fellows, he got killed too. 
Yeah, but that's not another my, story. That's yeah. a story for another day. But okay, yeah. got it. But yeah, I forgot he was gone. But yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the raptor starts. He did. He did. You don't need to know anything else. But yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the raptor set a trap for uh, Muldoon in a way uh, exactly as Grant had described at the beginning of the film. One raptor is rustling the bushes directly in front of the Muldoon and right before he can shoot the raptor, the big one emerges from the bush, from the brush, right next to Muldoon. Muldoon utters the famous words, clever girl, before the big one leaps onto him and devours him. Lex and Tim are also nearly escaped the big one and her fellow raptors in the kitchen. This is the iconic kitchen scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Before we get to that, when he was attacking the hunter, did you notice the lower half of the raptor's body looked like a snake? It was kind of wrapped around him. It was I never noticed that. Strange. I was like, what is that? Okay. I, it was I, like I, as if they got spliced with snake as well. Yeah. I'm like, is it half raptor, half snake? I don't know. It's very strange. But anyway, going on to the kitchen scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. So first, before the kitchen scene, when they were eating jello, I got hungry. I was like, I want some jello. And then, you know, the whole scene was you shaking and then they go in the kitchen. I didn't know raptor cook. Raptors could open doors, first off, because they were like opening the door with the handle and then push their head in and they got their long claws, like they got their nails done. And then they <laughs> go in the end, just sniffing and like, what's going on? And okay. But um, yeah, that scene was very frightening to me, um, especially when she was running and I, and you thought that the raptor got her, but it attacked her reflection. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, that I do. Good cutaway right there, because I was like, oh, man, he got her. I mean, she. Sorry, they're all she's. Okay. She got her. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. And then she couldn't really shut the, um, whatever that's called, she couldn't really shut it. And then when Timmy ran into the freezer and the mm-hmm. raptor Follow him and he slid and fell and I was like, "Come on, white boy, get up!" And then <laughs> got up and he and he slammed the freezer. Now I want to know that raptor's preserved until this day. <laughs> you know what though? That's actually an interesting question because you know in Jurassic World they visited revisited the old uh, old place. Oh, oh yeah, and. The old um, and I'm like, they need to go into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, is the raptor still there? Probably just skeleton now. Would be some uh, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But then somebody can go in, and somebody probably went in and preserved the raptor's DNA, and that's why we got like <laughs> Jurassic Kingdom and all these other things. Don't give them any more ideas. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, the raptor set a trap for Mundoon. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is where they go and they meet up with Alan and everybody else. Like the whole gang is here. And then the raptors come out in the main exhibit hall. And then they're almost there and they're in a circle like, this is the end, everybody. And then the T-Rex comes out because she saves the day. Because that's why I think 
she's misunderstood because she saved them. In the end, she saved them, you know, and she ate the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, but but the okay, so John. <laughs> okay, so this is basically what happened. So yeah, I do have to admit that the rap whenever we actually do get to see the uh, T Rex again, and then he winds up t- taking out the Raptors, and then you act. But also too, I want to also talk about this: the Raptors scene where everybody's running with the Raptors. Oh yeah, to, on the outside too. I thought that was a really good scene, and then also. The other part where they're actually watching the T-Rex take down the raptors too and eating the raptor before they go over to the electric fence before Tim winds up getting fried from the electric fence too. I thought that was uh, a cool way of actually being, <laughs> being in there. That was so messed up. <laughs> that was traumatizing. He's like, okay, one, two, oh, and then he's like falling back like a dog. Right? Oh my God, so much blood. <laughs> oh my god and like Jimmy 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 <laughs> CPR brings him back to life magically right. <laughs> oh my god but with the door secured the Steven raptors Spielberg, breaking you messed up for that nah it was fishing <laughs> electrocuting children <laughs> same what's shit what's bad is <laughs> you know what else is bad though Grant's actually pretending he's getting electrocuted yeah, I know that was worth it. Oh! <laughs> and they like, ah. Lex is finally able to restore the park's computer systems in order to call John to request a helicopter rescue to the survivors. With the door secure, the Raptors breaks into the room through the windows and Grant shoots at it through the glass. They the group climbs up into the uh, ceiling crawling space and arrive at the visitor center. Skeleton displayed only after Lex is attacked by the big one. Leaping up at her, the raptors pursue, and after a scuffle with the big one on top of the fossil exhibit and the raptors block their escape route, help comes from an unlikely source. The Tronosaurus, like you mentioned, suddenly appears and kills both raptors, saving Alan, Ellie, Lex, and Tim. In the process, the four then climb into John and Land's Jeep, then head for the landing strip. Alan decides not to endorse the park. Of course not! And I, can I say that it feels like the very end was a just a smidgy anticlimactic because they got all this stuff right and then the dinosaur and then everything else and then they jump into the helicopter and then it's like I decided not to endorse it. Me too. And then they like jump in and everybody's like, what a crazy ride. And then he looks outside at the birds and it's like, Da, 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 the end and I'm like wait what you just took us on that crazy ride and then you just jump in the helicopter like you know what I was thinking though to make it when the ring said I'm not going to endorse it I'm like really it took you two hours and two minutes of this whole movie to say that you're not going to endorse <laughs> of course you're not because your kids great it's almost got eight and nine can't, can't, okay so can we talk about another serious scene right yeah Okay, so rewind when Hammond was there with Lex, and this is before the raptor enclosure, and he was having this talk with Lex, and he was telling her about how he used to um, create a flea circus, and it was all about creating this illusion, and he still didn't learn a lesson, and he was like, okay, so I know it looks bad, but next time, I think we should do this, and she was like, 
There is no next time. People are dying, fool. You need to stop this. Did he stop? No, Jurassic no. Park too. But he just, he was like, okay, next time, I think I know what to do next time so they won't break out. Um, I'm going to do X, Y, Z and, you know, still keep the illusion and make it real. And she's like, no, you, hello, your grandkids are out there somewhere. People are dying, literally dying. And you still thinking about, okay, right. next time, I, I, I have to say this part. Okay, next time, I think we're just going to make the um, bolts a little bit higher so that the dinosaurs <laughs> be electrocuted and people can be safe and they can still come to the park. He's still thinking about how I can make this illusion right. still go on. You know, because I had this dream of this flea circus and I still have my dreams of bringing dinosaurs to people and I can still contain it. And she's like, come back to her. This ain't working. Okay. Th these dinosaurs just need to all be killed off and you need to let this go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's exactly what Malcolm said. These dinosaurs had their chance. Now it's our chance. Yeah, yeah. of course, Jurassic Part 2. Um, spoiler alert, he's like, okay, this time I know what I need to do. And <laughs> that's the whole movie. This time we got it right. <laughs> well, guys, that's going to be it for our Jurassic Park review. Because this was actually a fun episode for us to do a deep dive in. I really had a good time revisiting this nostalgia trip and just realizing that this guy was just a bad grandfather. This could have been like a three-hour show if you let me do the rest of my impressions. <laughs> With that being said, guys, that's going to be it as far as the show goes. But you know what, though? I'm going to be back again chatting with film producer Emily Rahai uh, for her short film. And I can't wait to be able to interview her for that. That's going to be on, it's going to be a 20-minute interview we're going to be doing on Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And then Rossi's going to be coming in do the video game releases for 2023 okay. at 9 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and that's going to be 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time mm -hmm. for that. Excellent. So, with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for this, but I can't wait to get, for you catch you guys on the next one, and always until next time. Bye-bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.